Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Because Why Not podcast. If you like this episode or any other, please share it with a friend or someone else you think might like it or benefit from it. And if you would, please take the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you listen. It really helps to get the podcast up there where more people can find it and discover it and benefit from it. I really appreciate it and I hope you enjoy this episode. Bye. Hi everyone. Happy holidays. I'm sitting here in a quiet house on December 27th. I made it through Christmas. I have to say I'm relieved it's over. I think a lot of people feel that way if we're honest, especially with young kids. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today is the feelings around the holidays. Um, But here I am in a quiet house feeling great today, feeling like so much more motivated than I have felt in days or even weeks. And I'm sitting by our tree, which is for sure the most beautiful tree we've ever had and the biggest. It's been so great for about a month. I love Christmas trees. I love decorating it. I love ornaments. I love picking out every single ornament from the box and going through it before I hang it up and telling stories about it and remembering when I got it or who gave it to me or where I traveled to and telling my boys. And I just love all of that. And I enjoy the Christmas tree every single moment that it is up and lit and in all of its splendor. And you know, Then this thing happens after Christmas as if the tree knows where it just starts sagging and limping along and looks exhausted and weary, just like we feel after Christmas. And it's so funny. I'm just looking at it like, girl, I feel you. (laughs) I know how you feel. And yet, as I said, I feel so energized and great today. And I do think that part of it is that Christmas is over and, and rather than feeling completely spent, which I did feel yesterday on the 26th, I now feel like this renewed sense of energy because I'm like, we did it again. We did it. We made it through and we made it through on or during a very difficult year. So it felt like just everything was stacked against us. Like everything felt more difficult and And so it feels good to have come to the other side of that. And I just wanted to take a moment here to do a Christmas episode to talk about my feelings around this time because I do think they're so relatable and and it just feels like I want to like name it and say to you like you are not alone. This is what this feels like at this time of year, but also is completely exacerbated by 2020 being what it is. And, um, so, you know, I hope you all are doing okay and hanging in there and had a lot of fun and, you know, we're able to celebrate in whatever ways that you do with your children. Um, or if you don't have children with your fur children or your husband, wife, partner, family, in whatever way you could or friends in whatever way you could. And, 
And I, I really do hope that you had some special, wonderful, cozy, sparkly holiday times, whether it was Christmas or Hanukkah or just in the spirit of not celebrating holidays, but not having to work <clears throat> because we all deserve that sort of time off to put our brains on hold, you know, to stop doing, 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 and ticking things off lists and being productive. And we deserve time to just rest and relax. But the thing about Christmas is that for those of us with young children, it's just not relaxing. You know, there's so much to do leading up to it. And, um, it's mired in expectations that we set for ourselves, or I'll speak for myself, or I'll speak for moms of children. You know, we set these expectations of ourselves to create something beautiful and wonderful and special and memorable and unforgettable for the kids, you know, so that they'll be happy with everything they receive, but they'll also have a great time, but that they also have the correct balance of feeling grateful for the wonderful lives they live. And, um, and it's just a lot. It's a lot to manage and to feel in the best of times. You know, um, it's funny. I was thinking back that I did a podcast a year ago around this time that's called something like, let's face it, Christmas sucks. And I was laughing about that to myself today, thinking, you know, even in the best of times before a global pandemic, when things are sort of quote unquote normal and status quo, Christmas still feels difficult. And it took me many, many years to kind of make peace with that, that it's a holiday that I love so much for so many reasons, many of them having to do with memories of being a kid and memories of being a teenager and the carefreeness, the carefree nature of those Christmas holidays. I mean, sure, there are great memories of being a kid and you know, presents under the tree and my parents were divorced. So we got to have Christmas at two houses. And so we were really extra lucky in that way. And it didn't ever feel lacking or sad. I mean, we had lots of fun plans and wonderful friends and lots and lots of celebrating, you know, but there was something about the carefree I keep wanting to say carefreeness. Is that a word, guys? I don't know. The carefree nature of the holiday season as a kid, you know, where you're like not in school, you're with your buddies, you have no responsibilities, and it's just fun. And it feels magical far beyond when the magic kind of disappears for you as a kid in whatever way, if you choose to hold on to it, it always feels magical. And I've just always carried that with me and have so many great memories of Christmas in Denver growing up. And then, as I said, a lot from being a teenager and coming home from boarding school and then coming home later from college and being with my friends and those being some of the very, very best times of my life where we were just really and truly young and carefree and just like truly living what we thought was our best life then, you know, having everything to do with, um, just all those things related to being young and carefree. I don't have to spell it out for you. If you've been 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, you know, before you're off in New York city trying to pay rent and have a job and all of that. So 
I really carry a lot of that with me. And I think for that reason, I've always, um, you know, liked Christmas because it feels like a time to put things on hold and just feel the magic and feel the fun of being a kid or a younger person where your responsibilities go out the window and, or not go out the window, but you know, you just don't have to worry about anything. You know, a long time ago it was homework, but then it became, you know, your job. And, and, and then as a parent, Christmas becomes a time to recreate the magic and experience it again through the eyes of your children. And I just have always felt that to be the most, most, most fun and so magical. And, um, and that's why I love this time of year. I mean, my husband can never understand. He's like, you love this. And it is the worst. Like, you know, there's so much to do. The kids are crazy. Everyone's eating too much sugar, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and I think that kind of sums it up of why I, I love it. You know, everything from the old memories to seeing the magic through my children's eyes. And, you know, now my wild Christmas times look more like sitting on the couch watching Elf um, with my kids. And I couldn't be happier about that. Like, I love that, you know? So in that sense, 2020 felt like a really fun break for me in the sense that I didn't have to say no to invitations to parties or gatherings and feel guilty about saying no, even though I'm working on letting go of guilt because it's a useless emotion and you should too, I believe. Um, but I didn't have anything to say no to this year. You know, I didn't have to, you know, cancel hosting my own big holiday party that I felt ready to not host anymore, at least for the time being. Um, I didn't have to say no to parties that friends were having that I didn't want to go to because I just am feeling more like a homebody or, you know, because I didn't want to deal with, um, everyone drinking, although that feels so much easier to me now, whatever it was, I just didn't have to, um, skirt around things this year or make excuses or, um, feel bad about saying no to things, even though I didn't want to do them because there was nothing to do. I mean, literally the plans that we had with friends this year looked like them coming over and walking around the neighborhood to look at Christmas lights. And let me tell you something that was one of the most fun holiday gatherings that I've had in a long time. And I said to my husband, that was like the cheapest, quickest, most fun, low key holiday experience with friends I've ever had. And it was so fun. And it's like, we're just coming back to the basics over here, you know, and not just here. We all are right. We didn't have tons of parties. We weren't traveling. Um, most of us anyway. And, and, you know, I just was in my house making gingerbread house with houses with my boys, just my boys and not tons of friends like usual or making cookies just with my boys. You know, we have never had a Christmas Eve or a Christmas day where we didn't have a big meal with family either in Colorado or here. And we just were on our own. I don't know that that will ever happen again, but I didn't hate it. I mean, it was really, really nice. And I think was a nice distraction from, or sort of a nice antidote to most other years where we're running around like crazy doing a million things, but also a nice antidote to 
um, the feelings brought up by 2020, you know, not having plans made it, I think, sort of easier to feel the feelings that I was having, certainly, and that so many people are having. And I wonder if you feel the same way, because I think so many feelings did come up this year, whereas, you know, last year I might have said that Christmas sucked and what I may have been referring to is you feel overextended or I do right overextended overspending um, exhausted making too many plans over consuming food and sugar and feeling like crap just all of it like just so much excess right and so many expectations but this year Christmas felt hard I think for so many of us because of a sense of loss. And this is a sense of loss that we have all been experiencing this year, all year, you know, not being able to do things that we want to do so many things that we want to do and not seeing so many people that we want to see. So while for me, it may have been nice to not have to go to 10 holiday gatherings I didn't want to go to necessarily. I also didn't have the choice to gather with family, you know, and like see the little cousins all dressed up and running around with each other or have people in my home to celebrate the way I always do or um, whatever it is. I mean, we all had to let go of and lose so much this year and um And that feels really hard. It feels like a loss. And that brings up so, so many emotions for all of us. So, yeah, I know, again, that I'm not alone in that. I I felt a lot of, um, a big mix, let's say, like a cornucopia of emotions over this last week. And it felt really hard to deal with. I felt at times sad. I felt at times um, angry. I felt frustrated. Um, I did feel um, just exhausted. And like I was experiencing trying to meet all these expectations that I have set for myself about making things nice for my boys. And I think that was made harder this year in the sense that the boys, um, well, you know, kids have had to let go of so much this year. And I guess I do have this sense that my kids have given up a lot this year. So I wanted to make it extra special. And even while I'm telling you that my more rational mind reminds me that my kids are doing great. I mean, they, they have in many ways not given up much of anything. You know, they're very lucky that they live a very simple suburban life and they play with their neighborhood friends and they're not used to traveling a ton. Um, I mean, they didn't get on an airplane this year, but you know, that's like first world problems. But they play with their neighborhood friends. They are in a school where they're in physical school. So in many ways, their lives have remained the same. But there is a sense that we've said no a lot this year to many things. They know what's going on in the world. They know there are restrictions. We go to fewer places. We make fewer plans. We see family less. 
And if I'm being totally honest, which I do here, we are making in this house far less money than we normally make. So the spending on Christmas is less and the spending in general is less, which honestly, again, because I'm honest with you here, uh, the pandemic and the way that the world is right now has made things a little bit easier on us because we're not able to spend a lot of money this year. We're not able to travel. We're not able to do the things we would want to do. So, you know, having less income is, this is an easier time to have less income in a sense. Um, but we've had to readjust the way we live our lives. And I think as a parent, you have this sense of not wanting to let your kids down and wanting to provide everything for them and make things super special for them. And again, then there's the more rational mind reminding me, and we've had many talks about this together, Maddie and me, that these are young kids, like they have everything they need. And of course they want a lot of stuff, of course, you know, and they're getting into the age where they ask for a lot of stuff and ridiculous things that I am not going to buy them at seven and nine years old, you know, or ever, you know, but, um, (laughs) but, um, you know, they have everything that they need and it's okay for them to want things and not get them. And, of course, all we really want in life, even if we can't articulate it as children, is love and connection and safety. And when we feel that, we feel good. Um, but, you know, it's this whole hodgepodge of emotions and it comes down to the basics of like, you know, what we know to be true in our hearts versus what um, the outside of us takes in and tells us. That's the you know, the ego part of us that cares about external validation and cares about buying all this stuff and, um, looking good and how we're perceived by other people. And, you know, our kids getting a lot of presents and all that kind of stuff, you know, that's the external stuff. And, um, you know, I come by it honestly, I wasn't raised in a way that was where we focused on, uh, just togetherness over stuff. I mean, there was a lot of talk about love and family and being fortunate to have each other for sure, you know, in our own way, but there was a focus on stuff. And so that's something that, you know, I've worked my way through and, and certainly have to work my way through as I'm able to, um, spend less on my kids this year. So it's a whole mix of things. And I really, I think another big part I just left out, which I think is important to add in, which is that for me, um, you know, of course, we're all making huge sacrifices this year and not seeing family. And as I've alluded to here before, I have a big change with my mom, which is that we moved her into um, assisted living in October. So that's been a huge process I've been going through. And so this was the first year that I, that she was there and certainly COVID and these times made it easier in the sense that I wasn't having a big family party on Christmas Eve that she wasn't attending for the first time. You know, I wasn't having a party and so no one was together. She wasn't missing out on anything, but that being said, I was still missing her and still really, I, 
deep in the feeling of knowing that she was in assisted living for the first time at the holidays and that her life is very, very different. And even though she's in a very, very wonderful, wonderful place um, called Charles House in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, um, you know, and lives with four other women and has incredible... Uh, caregivers. And even though she's in the best place she could possibly be for memory care at this age, um, it's just still hard to process it all. You know, it is, it's working through the change of, you know, my mom not being independent anymore and her losing her memory and certainly losing her um, physical capabilities more and more every day. And it's just a lot like this phase of life for me and for so many people and women, especially, I think, in this sort of 40-something range with young children and aging parents and certainly um, career um, things going on and and things changing in our lives due to the pandemic, you know, economically and socially and all of it, it's, it's just a lot to handle all at once. Um, And it is a reminder in the quote unquote best of times, which I'll say, you know, maybe last December was a better example of that in my own life, you know, that things can be hard even when we think everything's okay. And certainly they're hard when there's a pandemic. So we are coping with a lot this year. We're feeling, as I've said before, this global ache of what we have lost, what we can't have, what we're not experiencing, who we're not seeing. And while we do see an end in sight, and thank God, as I said on my Christmas card, thank you, science, (laughs) for inventing a vaccine or vaccines and working so hard this year to do that. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel for all of us, but we still don't really know when, you know, for each of us and when things will sort of get back to normal. I mean, we kind of think in the spring or the summer and thankfully we're all now a lot more patient than we once were. I mean, imagine when we thought this was going to last two weeks, right? So we're doing great. Like we're chugging along. We, we see, we're playing the long game. You know, we are like, we know it's going to be a while. Um, But it feels hard. And I think the holidays just make everything more emotional and, and more exhausting and more draining for all of the reasons I've mentioned. And so, you know, I really hit a wall and had a major breakdown on the 23rd and lots of tears just about everything. And for all the reasons I've described and, Um, And so if you did too, just know you're not alone. You know, it's a very challenging time, especially this year. So for me, what I can say is that my tears were really cleansing. Um, I really needed that. It was almost just like literally turning on a faucet, opening the floodgates, like all the analogies. Um, I just needed to cry. And what I was reminded of in that moment by my dear Courtney in Denver, um, was that I just really needed to feel my pain and allow myself to feel my pain and not try and shove it aside or 
move through it quickly or pretend it wasn't there or, you know, bury it away because it was Christmas. I just needed to feel my pain and remember that the only way out of something is through it. And if I wanted to get out of my pain, I needed to move through it. And it took hours. It, it, it just took a day, but it was like hours of that day. And I just felt really sad and really down and really dark and really heavy. And just like I couldn't move through it, you know, and it took hours. I took a nap. I took time to myself. I had that long conversation on the phone, just all of it, you know, and, and, um, I was really patient with myself and I was really fortunate that my family was really patient with me. And then I came back around, you know, and I said to them, here's what's going on. And I said to my little boys, thank you for being patient with me. And we all have hard times. And sometimes we just need to feel the way we're feeling, you know, we're going to feel sad. We're going to feel angry. We're going to feel short tempered. You know, that also fell into a conversation, which I'll spare you, but more of a parenting conversation with the boys about like, I need you to listen to me. And when I ask you to do something, I just need you to do it and not have to ask you 10 times. Like I just need you to do it. But really the point of this is not to say that this was caused by my children doing bad listening at Christmas. I mean, who can blame them, you know? Um, and I needed for them to understand that they were not the cause of me dropping my basket. It's that there's just a lot going on. And sometimes we hit a wall at a hundred miles an hour and we just need to cry. So, um, you know, you've probably seen all this talk on social media or heard people start using this term normalizing a lot lately. People are saying that a lot, like, you know, normalize, not calling your friends back if you don't want to, or, um, normalize, um, I don't know, normalize not drinking at the holidays or, and I did kind of feel that, like, I just wanted to say that to you, like normalize feeling like crap at the holidays, normalize feeling bad, normalize feeling sad, normalize that while in many, many ways it is the most magical time of the year, it is also the most difficult time of the year in many, many ways. And that is okay. That is okay. You know, I mean, I'm someone who loves Christmas and I'm here to tell you, I am sitting here staring at my saggy, weary old lady of a tree begging to be put out to pasture. And I would not be sad to take it all down and put it away right now. I'm so looking forward to a fresh start. I mean, we all are right. And it's not like everything is going to change when it turns into 2021, but there is this feeling of leaving something behind, you know, even if we don't have the vaccine in our bodies for another four or five months, we are leaving something behind. We are leaving behind this year that went haywire, that went in so many directions that we never expected or could have anticipated that we didn't know how to handle and that we did our best to figure out. And good for us. You know, we have climbed mountains this year, all of us in our own ways, no matter what they have been, we have climbed our own mountains and we have persevered. And maybe at times we have broken down 
into puddles on the floor, but we've still gotten back up and good for us. You know, it has not been easy to say the very, very least. So it does feel like we're leaving something behind and that we're starting fresh and that feels so good. And I'm so looking forward to the new year for that reason. And instead of new year's resolutions, which I really gave up on last year, it's more about intentions and living with intention. And, and, and that's something I think about every day now, but I really think about it for 2021 and what are my intentions? What do I want out of the new year, but what do I want out of my life? Which is what I continue to work on, you know, even, even as I, um, am someone who has come very far in this sort of spiritual journey of mine and, and is now coaching people and, um, doing all kinds of things, you know, doing whatever it is I'm doing. I continue to learn and grow and find my way and continue to just put the question out there, you know, really to the universe, like, what is my purpose and show me my purpose. And what are my intentions for this year? Well, one of my intentions is to be very, very, very open to all things because the more open I am, you know, the more great experiences I have and the more things I try and the more I am directed to my purpose and what that is. Um, and I want to talk more about that in another podcast because that's been a lot of what's on my mind. And I think a lot of people can relate to a feeling of, you know, exploring who they are and what it is they're meant to be doing, um, in life. But, you know, for now, let's just normalize being ready to put the saggy, sad, dead Christmas tree on the side of the road and let's normalize eating too much sugar and being okay with it. And let's normalize being lazy, having a good cry if we need to, um, and asking for what we need. You know, if that means that you need a day or a half a day or an hour to yourself to go get under the covers, go do it, go do it because it will make you a better human being and a happier human being. Listen to that inner voice of yours who is telling you what you need because um, it always knows, right? That's what I keep saying. It always knows. It never leads you astray. It's there for you. And that is one of my greatest intentions for now and moving forward in my life is to give myself more quiet so that I can hear that voice. Um, Cause you know, I do a lot of listening to podcasts and you know, whether it's about Bravo or if it's something I'm learning about, I just always have noise in my ears. And what I've realized is that I can really benefit from having more quiet so that I can hear what it is I meant to hear, you know, and receive those messages. But it's hard to do that in the holidays with kids everywhere or just craziness. Um, and with all of this stuff now to clean up and put away, so I do hope that you can find some time to yourself as I always do. And I know it's more challenging, but we really do have so much to look forward to. And for anyone who is feeling a little bit more down right now or more lonely or a little bit lacking in hope, 
Um, I just want to be the one to say today that we do always have hope and we have so much to look forward to. And there are so many good things on their way. And I keep hearing about this fact of, well, I guess it's a fact that the earth is finishing up an 800 year cycle and that that's why so much has come up from the earth and come up in our lives that's so difficult and really truly so toxic in this year. And if you remember that last year there was this convergence of Jupiter and Saturn. Did I say last year? Last week, a few days ago, there was this convergence in the sky of Jupiter and Saturn and they they were closer together, or at least they were physically closer together, but appeared to our eye because we're so far away. They appeared to come right together and they were so bright in the sky. And it was the first time that they had done that in 800 years. And that was one of the things, I guess, that ended this 800 year cycle that the earth is beginning again. And so I want to share that for what it's worth as a feeling of hope that we are beginning again, not just a new year, but hopefully if what they say is true, a new cycle and that there is so much hope to hold on to. And, um, and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it today after getting a good night's sleep and getting some good exercise outside and putting some shit away in this house. Excuse my language. God, that feels good to put things away. Um, clean up some of this Christmas. I'm holding out till January 1st because my children have asked me to, and I'm trying not to crush their little spirits. Um, but yeah, I hope you can find some things to do that feel good to you. And I'm sending lots of love and holiday wishes. Let's wrap this one up and move on, move on to greener pastures. Be well, and I'll be back with you again soon. Bye.